Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, badass rich guys who do epic shit. And now, your host, that's Hybin. If this is empty, this doesn't matter. That's your home. I'm always home. I'm on tour. Me too. You're doing great, dude. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're on cool. This is my advice to you. I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. Wrong Tribe Confounds, The Right Tribe Compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires at $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. What's up, GoBros? This is Jamie Gruber, guest hosting for Pat Hyben on the GoBundance podcast. And today, I'm happy to welcome a fellow GoBro. And while he's not local to me, he invests local to me in Michigan. Mr. Kevin Miller, welcome, brother. Hi, how are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. I hope you're uh, as pumped up as I am to get uh, to get into the all that is you today. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty comfortable with who I am. So yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Introduce who I am to you guys. Yeah, that'd be great. Sounds great. Well, let's start there. So why don't you give me the three to five minute history of Kevin? I grew up in uh, a community north of Los Angeles called Van Nuys. Hmm. And uh, my parents, we lived in the same house from the time I was a year old until after I got out of college. So it was one little neighborhood. And um, it was a pretty good. I have one brother. He's seven and a half years younger than I am. Pretty normal childhood there. I was active in sports. My parents had me in all kinds of different guys groups, like YMCA, Indian Guides. I did this group uh, in junior high and high school called Demolay, which is a boys' organization of the Masons, and it teaches you about leadership and management and that kind of thing. But I was really into, at the time, swimming, and there was a, a local pool, swim school with two big pools nearby with within a mile of the house. So at 13 years old, I was tired of having to go scrounge up money to be able to get in there in the summers. And I talked them into letting me clean their pools for money. Hmm. So at 13, I started cleaning pools. And at 14, 15, I started getting teaching swimming and then eventually became a lifeguard. And I worked all the way through my high school there. And in uh, three and a half months of summer, I never had to work during the winter. I made enough money because it was good money with the teaching swimming paid really well. And uh, I'd, I had my car, my insurance, and all my date money covered by just working during the summer as a lifeguard swimming instructor. So been working ever since, always, always worked. And I went to college for hotel and restaurant management. I wanted to manage hotels and resorts. That's what I thought I wanted to do. Got really excited about it and went to school out there. When I worked in that industry while I was in college and I was at Hilton Hotels for a while. And they 
picked me to be one of the opening managers for the LAX Hilton back in 1983 when it was being built. I was the sixth employee. We had one room built out of 1,400, and we had eight months to get the rest of the hotel built and ready to go because the Olympics were coming to LA. And the hotel was sold out. Yeah. Yeah. So we did. We managed it. I was in charge of the rooms division, front desk, reservations, you know, check in, check out, that kind of thing. And we had a successful opening. It was great to be part of a huge project like that. And I got to see being one of the new guys or one of the first guys there and in the management team to see how it was to work with investors because Hilton was just the franchise company. But the, the development company was a real estate development company. And I got to work with those guys all the way through this process. It was a great education at the time. But I left that to, I left that to go open a restaurant. My cousins, one of my cousins was opening up a franchise for a restaurant. And he gave me this nice golden carrot of, hey, you do a great job here. We own the franchise rights to five counties. If this one works well, you'll earn ownership in the others. And great. So I left Hilton in a great promising career with Hilton to go open that restaurant. And we did wonderful. We, we beat every record the company had. You ever heard of Fuddruckers? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, it was a Fuddruckers franchise. We beat all their records. We did fantastic. In fact, we did so well, the parent company came in and bought out the two guys, my cousin and his partner. And I was stuck being a manager for Fuddruckers, not getting ownership. <laughs> wow. But I... I had a great opportunity of running, opening up another type of business. In that time period, though, I had moved out to the area where the restaurant was, which was Ventura. I was married. I had a three-year-old, four-year-old daughter, and I bought my first, I didn't know what they were at the time, but it was a burr. I, I bought a little condo. I was living in a condo, and I bought one, and I was making a whopping $47 a month in profit. <laughs> but I was excited because it was rental property and I knew that was the way I was going to get going. But uh, the restaurant, clo- you know, getting sold out from underneath me, all the other couple other things that happened, ended up getting a divorce and life changed mm-hmm. and uh, ended up in the car business of all places. Uh, I was a finance manager at a car dealership within six months of that time frame. Really happy doing that. Found I did that really well. Did that for uh, a while, and then I met my wife, my current wife now. We've been married 30 years and uh, happy as could be. We have uh, a blended family of five kids and 13 grandkids so far. Amazing. So then as an F&I guy there, I spent about seven years in the car business. But between hotels, restaurants, and the car business, none of those are conducive to having a good family life. You're always working nights and weekends and six-day weeks and all this stuff. So I left that business and got into software sales, selling to car dealers. And I spent 26, 27 years in that company and performed very well. And that's where I built most of my wealth was in that company. They, uh, I was a top performer out of those years, 20, 20 years out of 26, a top performer, got all their president's clubs and all their stuff. And every stock option and every double this bonus, double that bonus. And I did really well. But about five years ago, they did, they bought a company that had overlapping job titles in, in the same demographics. So they gave a opportunity to about 70 of us that were over 50 years old 
to have this nice golden parachute. It was a great send-off. It is truly a layoff, but it was a layoff with all kinds of good benefits. I just couldn't say no. I could have stayed, but I just couldn't say no. So I left and I've spent the last five years figuring out what I want to do, how I want to live my life this way. I, you know, I wanted to be engaged in something. And you know, I went back to thinking about real estate, but I could not imagine how I could do it outside of California. And then I also couldn't imagine how could I do it in California without a lot of money. <laughs> I had one rental property here in California, but that was it. My brother and I had share share one, and we didn't see a way to getting to another one quickly. Makes sense. Makes so, sense. anyway, opened my mind up and uh, started investing in real estate out of state in 2019. And uh, I chose five or six demographics that I thought would fit what I wanted, and I just used my old sales skills and picked up the phone and see who I could work with. Could I develop a team of people I could trust? Because I understood that I had to have a good team that I could trust. And without that team, it wasn't going to work. So the people I connected up with the best were in Detroit and Cleveland. Mm. Two decent markets for getting in and doing investing. And in the midst of it, I'm doing, I'm at a meetup group here in Los Angeles and sharing with the guys in the meetup group what's going on. And by a certain point in 2019, I was telling them I'm, I'm going to go out to Detroit and meet everybody and see if they really are the team I want to build. And three of the guys said, hey, can we go with you? We want to, we want to see what this is like. Well, that turned into we formed a partnership, got an LLC going, and we bought our first duplex in December of 2019. Yeah. And that's we came out and met you. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was around the time that we met. Was it that long ago? Was it a year ago? It was in February of 2020. That, that was a year ago? Holy yeah. cow, man, time flies. I feel, like, I feel like that was more recent than that. But I guess the whole COVID thing in the middle kind of throws off time generally. So yeah, that's incredible. What I hear from your story, and I think it's important to kind of make the note of, and, and you can say, nah, I don't really feel that way. But is you've created a, a level of evidence for yourself in this next venture that you're taking on, being a full-time investor of, hey, I sort of go into it, eyes open, I take an opportunity, and then I let that opportunity drive me toward whatever the next opportunity is. And within that, it sounds like you're sort of embodying the idea of how you do one thing is how you do everything. And what I mean is, you took a, uh, you know, swimming turned into swim instructor, turned into a pretty good lifeguard job. Yeah. You know, then later on with the, with the Hilton opportunity, you jumped in, suddenly you're a manager, you get to observe a developer, you know, that leads to another, another role. I think the car dealership was after that, if I track that right. And that led to you being in software sales for the car dealership, built yep. a bunch of wealth. So, so now you're at a point where you are taking a leap. Oh, granted, you had the option to stay, but a nice severance package to walk away. You're saying, well, look, the evidence of my life is that when I fully focus on something and I just sort of like trust fall into it, I figure out a way and I have massive success. Fair? That's exactly right. Because that so my next asset class I'm moving into is storage. And I knew nothing about storage until four months ago. And I read a book. I talked to AJ. I, I went out. Sergio in uh, Altamira in, in GoBundance yeah. allowed me to come along with him as he was doing due diligence in the purchase of three storage facilities out in Pennsylvania. So I flew out there to get a feel for what it was like. I'd never even rented a storage unit. I just knew it was a good asset class. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, you're right. I made a jump about three weeks ago. I put an offer in on a property without knowing anything 
or having my ducks in a row about financing or bank accounts or LLCs or how do I operate one? I just did it. And it was a, whoa, <laughs> you know, the next day you're like, what did I just do? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I ended up not getting it, but it was a great educational experience. And now guess what? I'm ready to, to I think I'm ready to, to get one. I've, I've got a bunch of checks on the boxes I didn't have two weeks ago, three weeks ago. That's inspiring. What what built that muscle for you, do you think? Because I think a lot of people that might be listening to this show that are, are you know, fans of the GoBundance brand, one day want to be part of the tribe, which I don't blame anybody because I love being a part. And you just touched on a couple of really, AJ, you mentioned AJ Osborne, a member of the tribe, you know, Sergio, some guys that you can get around that really can fuel your future. And I have a question relative to that in a moment, but what built that muscle for you? What built that muscle of, of uh, I'm going to just do this? Was it just evidence from the past or something you had in you or advice you got from somebody? I'm kind of curious. So actually, if you, if you looked, it was five years I sat around and I wasn't saying sat around. I was involved in building a network marketing business. And I share with you before the thing, one of the other things I do for money right now is I'm a voiceover talent. I do voiceover for books and commercials and things like that. Which makes so much sense for anybody listening. I mean, come on, (laughs) you can hear it, but go ahead, continue. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> so I, and for the 25, 30 years before, actually my whole life since college, I've always been an entrepreneurial mindset, but didn't pull the trigger. It was my cousin who was going to the restaurant business. It was the developer that was building the Hilton hotel. Yeah. yeah I did the rental property, but let that one sting, you know, it was successful, but the divorce got me out of doing that kind of thing. So really it was about two or three years of sitting here, retired, happy with the finances I had, but not where I wanted to be. I mean, my view is I'm 61. I, I, I believe I've got 40, 50, possibly even 60 more years, you know, if I take care of myself. Yeah. So do I want to be sitting around living a small life or a big life? And it took a couple of years for me to realize that I was trying to build men- mentorship. I Many times, I won't even count how many, I formed a meetup group or I tried to put together a mastermind or whatever, and then GoBundance fell into my lap after listening to podcasts and hearing guys who were in GoBundance. I was listening to Bigger Pockets. Yeah. And so many of the guys I connected to were GoBundance guys, like, well, I got to check this out. Mm-hmm. And then getting into GoBundance was last, it was 2019, was when I got in in December. And seeing these guys that had that, yes, I'll do it and figure it out later. I had started that the year before with the real estate stuff, but it didn't get really fueled and that muscle didn't start getting really built until I started getting into GoPods. Love it, man. Love it. That is amazing. And a great segue because we're going to talk about GoPods a little later. You have actually a very interesting, we didn't explore the story, but you dropped a little nugget on me before we started recording about GoPods that I want to explore a bit in a little bit. But let's get into some of the uh, some of the one sheet type questions here, the baseball sure. card. Right? Let's dive into what you're all about, uh, and then we'll recap some of this. So let's uh, let's start off with your horizontal income. So currently, what is your yearly horizontal income, and how many it's lines true. of income is that? It's seven lines of income. Majority of that is investment accounts, stocks, bonds, that kind of thing that I'm having managed by a Merrill advisor right now, who's not very happy with me, actually, because I'm moving money out of his control <laughs> into my control in real estate, but that's okay. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> seven lines of income, and it's just shy of 200000 It's about one ninety eight. 
Very nice. So, so okay, what percentage does that make you? About 145%. Amazing, man. So you're living life the right way, financially yeah. free. At the moment, but it's not sustainable because I'm eating into the principal as well as the income from that account, yeah. which puts a fuel into getting my burr business in Detroit and my storage business going faster. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's, you're, you're betting on you a little bit here by, like yes. you said, you're, you're gnawing out at the, uh, at the meat of it, if you will, but displacing it into something else that you think has higher upside. So Correct. good for you. How about your uh, horizontal to net worth ratio? Uh, 12%. 12%. Wow. I think that's, I think that's pretty damn good. From everything else I read or hear, I, I think that's pretty damn good. So. My net worth is 1.6 and my horizontal is 200 so, or you know, 197. So I figured that is 12%, right? Makes sense. It makes perfect sense. So if you could, of, the, of your net worth, how much is currently in real estate? I know you're building that still, but what's your current uh, percentage in real estate? Real estate is 56%. Okay. All right. So you're, and you're, what, do you have a target? Like, do you want to get to a certain percentage of your net worth being real estate specific? Or are you comfortable with that level? I'd like it much more. Much more. My, my goal is, my goal is to have over a hundred doors in Detroit mm. and to have a hundred million dollar storage business. Okay. Do you, do you, uh, you mentioned you're moving money out of stocks. Is there any, do you just not believe in the market or is it, is it, is it, you know, it's too toppy right now and you're seeing it kind of falling down or I'm curious. I'm having too much fun doing the other. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great answer. That's a great answer. So you're aligned with this energetically. I love it. It's, it, it's, uh, it's really exciting. I mean, just before we got on this call, I realized, I found out I would put an offer in on a two property deal in a uh, new city in Detroit and real found out I didn't get it cause I didn't move fast enough. So I was sitting here talking to my agent out there uh, figuring out how can we move faster? What can I do? We're already cash. We're already here. I've got all these things set up. What can I do to be the first guy on the, making the offer? Not the fourth yeah. or the fifth. Yeah. Very it's cool. fun. I love doing that. That's awesome, man. That's a great answer. Cause you know, I think, I think most answers are somewhat tactical like, well, you know, gold should be this percentage or whatever. And that makes sense. I'm not saying that's wrong, but from your perspective, you're looking at it like, what do I align with? Where do I, where do I, where do I get the most bang for my, my human buck, if you will? And that's in real estate. So great, great answer. Money is um, for lifestyle, right? And I'm sorry? Money is for lifestyle. We talk about freedom and all the things. Well, if you can't use the money for what you love, then, you know, having it sit in the stock market, hey, that's great. But what do you do with yourself? I'm not a golfer. I love, I love fishing and activities and doing stuff, but you know what I get really fired up about is the parts of a deal, making it good, being, hitting that, getting engaged and connecting with other people. I mean, I love talking to my agent. I love talking to the property manager guys, the contractors, maybe, but being involved in the community is exciting and fun. And it's, I, I just love it much better than just having money sit there and, and grow besides, you know, tactic, you talk about strategically i believe i can build wealth faster and bigger than i in real estate than i could in what i've been doing the last you know eight to ten years in the market well as a detroit metro guy as it stands right now uh it's the city's lucky to have a guy like you coming in because i know your commitment to quality even just the, the partnership you have i almost look at as a partnership, but in many ways, your your genuine contribution is in mentoring your partners. So, you know, the quality of individual that you are, again, the city's lucky to have you as an investor in it. 
Thank you. Um, let's go to let's go to some age defying health stats. So currently, oh, what yeah. is your oh, weight uh, and body fat percentage? <laughs> so I came. So I should let you know when I was in sales for thirty those twenty six or so years, I was in a car as a road warrior. And in a car as a road warrior, I let myself go from being an athlete to over 430, 440 pounds. Wow. No kidding. I'm six foot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at 330 right now. So I've lost over, or I I use the term released because I don't lose anything. I purposely released it. Yeah. So I've released and I had a goal last year with GoBundance. Accountability was a big deal. One of the things that really attracted me was the focus on age defining health because if I'm going to live another 30, 40, 50 years, it's got to be there. You know, mm-hmm. my doctor tells me I'm a healthy fat guy, but healthy fat guys it will catch up to you, you know? <laughs> yeah. So so my goal what last year was loot to was release 50 pounds. I did that. Nice. So I'm I'm at one, at 330 this year right now. I actually was down to 325, but Super Bowl weekend kind of knocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> Winning some beer, I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but anyway, I will, I will release another 50 this year and be down to about 275. My goal weight's 190. So what's the, the couple things on how you're doing that? I'll, we'll get into diet and so on, but what's the accountability you mentioned? Can you give me a couple of things that held you? So one of, one of my go pods, we have a, a money pool. If you don't meet your, we meet every two weeks. And if you don't meet whatever your stated goals are, 50 bucks go into that pool. And then we, you know, periodically through the year, we'll, donate that money to some kind of charity. Very cool. Very cool. Now, what is your diet looking like now in your exercise regimen? How are you doing this? How did you lose a hundred pounds and uh, from fourth, from your high 50 pounds last year and another 50 this year? How have you? So that? I use a, a meal replacement system, Isogenics. It's, um, you know, basically protein shakes that are meal replacements. Yep. So those are at least two or th- two or three of those a day. Mm-hmm. And then a healthy meal and a couple of healthy snacks. And then healthy, I mean, I'm trying to keep the carbs down to less than 100 in a day and protein up to at least 150, 160 in a day. And then two days a week, at least 36, if not 48 hours, I'll do a fast. And during that fast, I will also have, I take a supplement that helps release the stuff that's in your cells. It's moving the stuff around in your cells. That makes when sense. I do that, it's, you know, a good pound or two a week can be consistent and allows for if I have a Super Bowl weekend or whatever, I'm back on track very, very quickly. Are you doing anything different to exercise? I mean, is this mostly a diet-based no, weight loss no, program or is there an exercise regimen as well? Ec- exercise goes with it. I'm a little limited. I have a, a, a knee issue that's going on, but I'm scheduled in April to get the knee fixed. So... That should release that so I can get back to walking and swimming and biking and that kind of stuff. But I do go to the gym five days a week, twice a week with a trainer, the other three days on my own. The wrong tribe confounds, the right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. Yeah, you've surrounded yourself with a lot of people. You're bored, if you will. So you've got, you mentioned, I think you've multiple GoPods. Yep. And then on top of that, hey, this is important to me. So you went out and hired a coach, a trainer uh, to, to, to drive you home. So 
That's awesome. I think that's a great takeaway. Uh, the greats have coaches in every area of life that they're serious. I have about. a success coach. Yeah. He's actually, his specialty is in addictions mm-hmm. and food was an addiction. It was a way of dealing with emotions or stress or whatever. It, 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 I grew up in an alcoholic home and instead of me getting the alcohol one, I got I, my addiction turned into food. So I, I, I've learned and I've had this coach now for four years, four and a half years. And He's been instrumental in me becoming aware of and how to change the, you know, basically rewrite the stories of my past mm-hmm. to where there I'm now in command of where my emotions are instead of letting using something like food to check out to dull those feelings. Yeah, we do. I do. I know I do. I'm in the in the moment I can tell, like I'm just eating to eat right now. I'm stressed or whatever the case may be. I'm just trying to yeah. feel good right now. And it's just not. So what problem. what can I, you know, I've what I've learned is what can I do other than that to deal with that that's going on? And it's just really comes down to awareness and intention. Great point. Great point. Yeah, I've always said Michael Jordan can't see his shot. Even the greats have coaches, right? He has somebody to tell him if his shot's somewhat off. So the idea of coaching or proximity or being around a tribe or a community, um, I think is so important for people to, to achieve whatever they are looking to in life. So, all right, let's flip over to relationships. You already talked a little bit about this. You've been married 30 years. I can't remember. You said 13 grandkids. I can't remember the six or five, five kids mixed. Five kids. Right? Yeah. Mixed kids. And well, yeah, got yours, mine, and then we adopted a, a nephew. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, his mom couldn't raise him when he was nine. He came to live with us, and he's 36 now, and he he's calls us mom. In fact, I just spent the weekend with him down in San Diego. Great kid. That's incredible. So married 30 years. Okay. What is your life happiness index score? It is 7.1 at the moment. All right. Give me some highs and lows within that. What's, uh, what are you happy with? What are you not? I, I love my work. I'm happy with the horizontal income at the moment. Uh, I'm at seven. I'm at a seven for adventure. We're still getting out and doing stuff, even with COVID. And LA is a little more closed down than you guys are. My gratitude is in in the nines. My giving back, I feel really good about where I'm giving back, both time and money. And, you know, at the moment, until my knee gets fixed, I'm really happy with my chill time. Makes sense. You know, you know, yeah. this, this community has given me books podcasts, connections, things to be involved with that are really fulfilling. The lows are obviously my weight. You know, that's something that I'm happy with where the trend is. I would love to see it happen faster. In fact, I'm employing a, uh, one of the GoPods, the Gold Abundance Pod, Microtribe it is, not a pod. We had a, a functional medicine guy on, and I'm going to be employing him because I think he's going to help take my uh, weight situation to a whole nother level. I love it. Uh, what are some other, I'm curious about, you mentioned you married 30 years what about family romance, that sort of things. So where do you, where so do you romances could be better. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's work. And it's something we've, we've worked with and we're at a, a happy place. Want it to be better. So there are some activities and things that are on my agenda to do better with it's right now. It's about a six and my kids are a seven. What isn't high are friends or my sibling, my brother. Mm. My brother and I have a good relationship in that we talk, but we don't ever get deep. And we don't, you know, we, we rarely see each other as a family once every year, maybe every other year. Now we're partners in a rental property. We talk about that all the time, but yeah. 
I would love it to be more. What's the resistance? Henry? I, I don't think it's a resistance. It's just a matter of he, he's a, he is a very, very, and I don't want to use the term busy, he's productive and extremely engaged in all, all of his activities. It's a matter of time. Okay. All right. if you, have you ever approached him and just said, hey, I want more depth in our relationship? I'm curious how that, if that's conversation has happened or just maybe didn't. It hasn't, and I've been looking for that opportunity. Gotcha. There's, he, a, you know, there's, there's a time when someone's open. Yeah. I haven't reached that. And I look for that opportunity. I've intentionally wanted to do that the last five or six conversations. There may come a time I'll just do it, whether it feels like he's open or not. Yeah. I've always said, you know, in tough conversations, it's, uh, it's um, you, once you say the words, you have to deal with the other side of that in that moment, right? Yes. They're in the room. You got to deal with them. But saying them is the hardest thing to do. Uh, yes. And I've had that experience as well. Before it's we move not on, like there's, it's not like there's any animosity between us. Or no, any, I get it. It's just, hey, we were raised as single kids basically because I was in high yes. school by the time he was coming up, and I was in college when he was in junior high school, and you know we were off, and, and it was almost like you know only kids. Yeah, you're uh, you're craving just a different kind of relationship than you have right yes. now. Not yeah. better, better in your in your words. Maybe he thinks it's perfect, but you're looking for a different dynamic. And actually, that was my number one reason for getting into GoBundance was to connect with guys who are like-minded that would help fuel the fire, the muscle you talked about of just say yes and figure it out later. Yeah. But at the same time, connections of, I mean, one of the questions here, who would be your pallbearer? Yeah. Well, other than my sons, I only have two guys in my mm -hmm. life other than GoBundance guys. You know, and the GoBundance guys, I've yet to develop that level relationship, but I'm sure that will over time. That's the, uh, that's the goal, right? Yeah, your pods become your pallbearers, so for sure. Yeah. Before we move off of this category, I, I'm curious if there's any, you know, advice. I mean, you've been married 30 years. That's a, that's a, that, that takes a lot of relationships are up and down. That takes a lot. I mean, there's two people to bond and stay together for 30 years and build the kind of family you did. And you oh, having it been was married. Very, I'll tell you, it was extremely rough in the beginning, too. Lending okay. two families with teenagers and all the issues that go on and then bringing another kid, somebody else's kid who came from a very, very dysfunctional situation, it almost broke us up. But I'll tell you, the number one thing that we did yeah. was we made a commitment to each other that no matter what's going on, we're committed to each other. And even though in a blended family, your tendency with kids is to side with your kids to, to, to protect and and, and nurture your kids which is good but we realized I, I believe it was intuitively too we had to make a decision the very best we could do for our own kids was the best we could do for each other mm -hmm. the better we were for each other was the best we could be for our kids and that was our underlying foundational principle is number one we're committed to work through this and do whatever it takes to stay together we both had been divorced and didn't want to do that again and then the second thing was the best thing we could do for our kids was to work to become better with each other. Very cool. Yeah, that is unique. We did, a, we did a lot of counseling. We did a lot of work. We constantly do, and when I say constantly, once or twice a year, we'll go and do things with our, our, our church community or something like that. Uh, there's another transformational community, and it all helps towards our communication and our working together. That's awesome. Great advice. Great advice. So you, you constantly work on the relationship is what it boils down to. So that's awesome. 
Let's talk about uh, genuine contribution here. So what is your give back ratio? 27%. Wow. So what, if you don't mind, what, is that, what does that equate to in dollars or, or about, time? It's about 20 grand is what we put in. So about 10% in dollars. And uh, 150 hours is about how many hours I put in. So I serve on the elders board at church, you know, the, the, the organizing committee at church. I teach Bible studies. I do counseling. I th then, um, Cheryl, we, we, we have a transition home as part of our church, and I work with some of the men in the transition home. Can you explain that a little bit? So these are guys that are uh, in a rehab. They're, they maybe have gone through a rehab a year or two ago. They went through a halfway house for six months to a year, but now they're still not back into fully into society where they're self-sustaining, they have a job, they, they know what to do. They're in that place of, I was either in prison or in, a, in deep in addiction on the streets, and they are still working through. So our church has a house. We have about eight, nine guys that are in that house. And we have a food ministry at the church that feeds about 300 families. We're a very small church, less than 100 people. But we have a pretty active ministry food there and these guys earn their way in the house by making pickups at the grocery stores where we get our food and then helping on the distribution of the food on the weekends very cool and so then they're in a situation where some of them have their families living with them so we have of those eight or nine guys three of them have their families it's a big house mm -hmm. and the other ones are hoping for families and they need you know, they don't know how to do checkbooks. They don't know how to interview for a job. They don't know how to do planning. How do you go buy a car? How do you do all these things? So that's part of what goes on. The other part is I, I do some studies on how do you deal with, you know, I've been through addiction training with myself. I take the stuff from our church environment and from the transformation environment and put them together into studies on your identity. How do you overcome? How do you stay aware the things you and I just talked about, it's awareness and then intention, right? Well, how do you put those two together? Very cool. So life skills, that's incredible, man. This is obviously a pillar that you've leaned into in your life. You mentioned, you mentioned, uh, well, just your ratio, that your giving ratio is insane. And then on top of that, the time that you donate, it's pretty incredible. So kudos to you. Yeah, thank you. I, I In my mind, before I took the golden parachute, I imagined retiring at 65 or later, and going into ministry full time. I am a, I am a an ordained pastor. Fact, I am too, but only online. Oh no, I'm more than a little more than online. <laughs> but I'm I'm actually going to go do a wedding for a niece next weekend in Texas. Very cool. But, Very. Uh, so I was in my mind. I imagined that's what I would do. Or we're connected with several ministries abroad, uh, Africa and Pakistan, and then in in Indonesia, and then one down in uh, Venezuela. And I, part of my goals is to go spend time with them because they come and they, when they come to town, they stay in our home or at least are, we're connected with them and they need, they have a need for someone to go train their leaders. I, I love teaching. So I imagine myself doing that full time. Well, the time came five years ago. And as I was sorting through where I wanted to do, that wasn't what engaged me the most. Mm -hmm. And I'm much more engaged in doing this and seeing myself mingle the two together having the time freedom to go do that one off or three months at a time or something like that 
and not being engaged in it full-time, but being engaged in the businesses, building my businesses full-time. I love it, man. When you think about, you know, your, your, your ten, trend or tendon, tendencies with contribution, you know, you've been financially successful, married 30 years, built a beautiful family, uh, and, and on track with your health, you can have it all and you're proof of that. So great for you. I love hearing the story. So let's talk about some accountability stuff. So you have three GoPods. Is that accurate? <laughs> well, I, two with one is an offshoot. So I, when I joined GoBundance, they put me in a, a new guy's GoPod and that has kept meeting. There are five of us that keep meeting. And we, in fact, I'll be meeting with them right after this call. Very cool. We Very meet cool. every two weeks. Great who's group it, of guys. Who's in that pod? So uh, Michael Nelson in Sacramento, Ben Troutwine from Wyoming, Brandon Kemp from Portland, and Kevin McGrath, who's now moved into San, San Juan Capistrano here in California. Got, and you meet every week with that? With that every pod? two weeks. Every two weeks. Gotcha. Anything you're currently discussing in that particular pod? The last thing we talked about was the top two goals for 2021. Gotcha. And gotcha. What are your top two? I'm guessing one is weight. Weight and storage. Yeah, weight, and I'll own at least one, if not two, storage facilities by the end of 2021. Now, have you met these guys outside of a, a Zoom call? At in Aspen, my first. Yeah, I was in Aspen last year. Yep. And I met three of them in a, in uh, in Aspen. Very cool. Yeah, I love getting my, my pot and I get together each year, and it's it's it just makes us bond even further. So that's awesome. Now, what's the other two go pods? Let's roll through those. So three. I'm in the LA go pod. Okay. And it's actually just a, a like an LA chapter. Yeah. You know, but LA GoPod got so big this last couple of times, there's, I don't know, 15, 16, maybe more yep. that just this Monday was our first, we split up. So we're every other month we meet. And then one month it's the LA, the whole group. And then the other month we break up into three different groups and I'm in the Valley pod. The Valley yep. pod, I think has six or seven guys in it. And, you know, we each are planning our own activities. So in actuality, it's twice a month we're meeting. Mm -hmm. but it's offshoot. And I think the more accountability will be in the Valley pod because it's just too many people in the other one. Yeah, that makes sense. And then the third is gold abundance. Is that the other, other gold pod you're so actually, I, I'm actually in the two micro three, two micro tribes. I'm in the gold abundance. Yeah. And I'm actually going to go, you know, we have two activities that I'm aware of this year. I'm going to go to Atlanta for a weekend in April. And then there's a couple's trip to Cozumel. My wife and I are going on in, September, nice. in November. That's awesome. Then, yeah, it's gold, the gold gold abundance group is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. And, and then uh, I they just started up the self storage micro tribe that we met on Monday. Or I love it. So to be clear on all of this for those listening, so you have a GoPod, the core group of guys you came in with, you meet every other week. That's your your GoPod. Then you've got the local chapter, which it sounds like it has like divisions within it. You've got this valley chapter within the LA chapter, because it has gotten much bigger out there. Uh, and then you're part of two micro tribes that you also meet with and, and, uh, and interact with. Like I'm in the go dads micro tribe, for instance. So yeah. we meet once a month and, and we're able to share ideas on screen time for our kids or whatever. It's just, yeah. it's a fantastic way to niche down this, the, the, the totality of the tribe into specific topics. So it's exactly what it, it does. And in the Valley pod, we're going to be doing a one guy will be our accountability partner for a month at a time and that then we'll do a 15 20 minute maybe up to a 30 minute call every week just to get to know that person at a deeper level mm -hmm. and identify one thing that you're going to work on together for each of you so it, it just all drills down to 
exactly where things are and having the multiple different groups i can get into different relationships and different goals and different things i'm i'm shooting for makes sense so now you are you've been to aspen so you've been to at least one go savannah are you planning to go to tahoe I won't be in Tahoe because I'm going to be in that wedding and then going to the men's thing in, uh, in Atlanta. Gotcha. 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 What do you get out of the, I'm just curious, what's your big takeaways from an event like Aspen? Well, just connecting with the guys being, you know, being elbow, you know, elbow to elbow with guys. And, you know, I, I wasn't a skier or a snowboarder, but I got on the snowmobiles and had a great time getting out in the, in the nature like that. But then, you know, the content just, just the content and then the discussions after the content that was presented before us. Wow. I've been into lots of seminars in my life and this was very impactful because it, for me, it takes it more personal and just the feeling in the room, the guys are, there's a camaraderie because we're all by nature of what go abundance is. We're all in the same, we're moving in the same direction and fueling each other to move more so in a balanced way. Yeah, that makes sense. It is. There's a specific avatar, really, that 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 fits this. You know, that that it attracts. That this community attracts. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about your your uh, three past greatest hits. Three past greatest hits. Well, or three um, of them. I, releasing releasing hundred pounds. My first out of state deal. That was that was great. That was awesome. Uh, and you're, I'm just talking the last year or so. I mean, I can yeah. go back to obviously my marriage, my kids, all the sure, things sure. with that. But you know, getting my voiceover business off the ground was a was a big deal. I haven't been successful in marketing it yet because I haven't put my attention there. Mm-hmm. My my attention right now is on the real estate business. But I envision that being of uh, there's high dollars with with little required once I have marketed myself. Yeah. So I and see that as being a significant source of income. If I put my mind to it. Sure. And it sounds like just being affiliated with the tribe, you've gotten some opportunity there around doing mm-hmm. some voiceover. Work. Yeah. It got me going in some experience. I, yeah, I, there are parts of it I don't like, but there the other parts I love it. I love being creative. <laughs> How about three future greatest hits? What do those look like? So I'm looking to have a hundred doors in Detroit. Yeah. I'm looking to have 10 facilities in storage. And one of the things I want to do with all these kids and grandkids you know, you're, you understand what it's like right now. You, you talk with your kids and yours are young mm-hmm. and you talk about soccer and school, but you know what, it, that doesn't, that kind of language doesn't change much, even as they get older. I've got a granddaughter that's staying with us right now because she's in transition to school and moving. She's 21. And you know, what do you talk about? Well, we talk a little bit about her work and her school. <laughs> you know, so I want to have, uh, my wife and I have committed to having one real estate investment with each of our kids separately and one with each one of our grandkids separately. That's and the purpose is not only a way to share what real estate is and another way to think about wealth and all the fine. That's great. It, yes, it's a, it is a way to share financial strategy, but more importantly for us, it's a way to have conversation and engagement with them on something other than the soccer game or the school or happy birthday. We could have a weekly, monthly conversation about the tenant and the air conditioner broke down or, or whatever. And we talk about, hey, we need to make a decision here. Are we, is, our, is our equity to return ratio where we need to go invest this into another property? And those kind of in, that kind of engagement, uh, we're really looking for something deeper than just where it is. 
That's the word I was going to use. You're creating depth with your family. So that's yeah. a great idea, man. I love that. All right, let's do this. We are going to wrap this up with a question from the GoBundance card game, which anyone can download by downloading the GoBundance app. Use it at parties or Zoom calls, whatever you prefer. The question I came up with is it's the seven of clubs. I don't know if that means anything to you, but I just figured I'd say that now. If you were given a do-over, what would you use it to change? I would have stayed investing. I was 21 when I bought my first rental property. I would have stayed in that game always, no matter yeah. what. Because by now it would have been a whole different world. Yeah. You hear that from a lot of people. I hope some 21-year-olds are listening because for sure that's, uh, that's a lesson I think a lot of us have learned the hard way. Yeah, I took a 20-minute or 20-year hiatus from it. And yeah. I, I missed two huge upturns. <laughs> You know, yeah, one big downturn, but I think I think you can make money in both, right? Yeah, you absolutely can. And, you know, I guess you, you hit it when you hit it, you know, in your time. But uh, but definitely, yeah, I, I, wish, uh, I wish I had more wisdom at a certain point in life than I do now, or as I do now, I feel at least. But hopefully that continues to grow and I take advantage of opportunities. And you know what that really gets back to, to bring it full circle, it goes back to you mentioned that muscle of just saying yes. Yeah. That muscle I would have, I would have developed it more because it took me a lot of years to overcome some, some of that, the opposite muscle of, oh, wow, I better be careful and get all my ducks in a row before I do something. Well, no, you don't need them. You can right. figure it out. Yeah, very true. Very true. Some ingenuity there, right? Yeah. All right, Kevin, where can people either find out more about you, learn about you, or, uh, or maybe even contact you, whichever way I'm you on, I'm on LinkedIn, just Kevin G. Miller. That's, that's probably LinkedIn or Facebook. I'm on both. I, don't have, you know, I, I do have a website for my voiceover, but uh, voice by Kevin is what it, what it is, but I don't, I don't have an email or anything. I have one little email attached to it. Very cool. LinkedIn, LinkedIn or Facebook is the best way to reach me. Only one listener though, man. One listener to get you that big voiceover gig. So kudos That's right. <laughs> good thing putting it out there. Well, hey, thanks for, thanks for being on today, Kevin. I truly appreciate it. It's always great connecting. It's good to catch back up with you. And uh, yeah, not Tahoe. Hopefully I see you later in the year at another event. Absolutely. All Thank right. You. Thank you. Thanks man. to all of you. Appreciate you being on today. And uh, yeah, drop us a rating and review. Make sure you subscribe and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. In life, to be honest, I failed as much as I've succeeded. But I love my wife. I love my life. And I wish you my kind of success. Don't step to me, bitch. Now you can take